The following is simply the opinions of two South Carolina citizens. The views expressed herein are not endorsed by any employers, family members, or government employees. This podcast may contain adult language, atypical thinking, and just plain craziness. Be advised that critical thought may be a side effect of exposure to this content. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Vote Map Podcast. I'm Matt. Joining me today at the undisclosed location deep in the heart of Kershaw County is Jeff Maddox. Good morning or good evening, wherever you are. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, it's Today is Wednesday the 10th, right? Is that right? Yeah, I'm Wednesday sure. the 10th. All right. Golf day for me, but for oh, some yes. reason I didn't get a phone call last night. And so here I am with Matthew. Yeah. Volumes right now. I thought, I thought, oh, there I am. Damn. I'm probably loud. I noticed that last night at the council <laughs> meeting. I, I have a tendency of getting loud. I'm, uh, I had the microphones backwards. All right. I want to thank our sponsors for the Vote Map Podcast, Swamp Fox Podcast Network, um, the Cassett Country Store, right at the corner of Highway 1 and Cassett Road, home to the best pizza in all of Cassett. I had some yesterday. I broke my rules. You know, I said I was giving up pizza, but I had to eat some. Yeah, yesterday. you can't stand it. Huh? My son got a pizza, and I was like, man, I got to eat some. <laughs> Damn the consequences. <laughs> it was good. Um, so go up there, see Aislinn. She'll make you a good pizza. Those gentlemen that run that place do a good job. Um, that place gets pretty crazy, kind of sketchy every once in a while. <laughs> well, look at the guy. I mean, you guys live out here in the middle of the sticks. Mm -hmm. There's going to be hillbillies. Oh, it's great, man. You see people. Hillbillies and rednecks. Riding up there on their lawnmowers, four-wheelers, <laughs> whatever they can get. Yeah, <laughs> their tractors, whatever. Whatever's got gas in it, that's what they're going to get. That's, that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, I love it. Everybody's good folks out there. Um. If you're in town visiting, go to the Highway 1 Cafe. They're not an official sponsor of us, but we like to put them out there. they got a good buffet. They um, do. They do. I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised, uh, pleased. Mm -hmm. I like the hamburger steaks, man. That's a good meal they right there. they got good stuff up there. Um, the Swamp Log Artisans Gallery out in Bishopville. Make sure you all go check them out on Main Street in Bishopville. How do you like that little piece I put in that video? That was really cool. I, I kind of went and robbed some stuff from, mm -hmm. you know, his little, their little uh, website and everything. Yeah. I just kind of threw that together. That I was thought really it was neat. pretty cool. They owe you some uh, some cash on that, man. It was a good little commercial. Um, so if you want to see that, go to Jeff Maddox on YouTube, and you can scroll through his channel. <clears throat> you can watch this podcast on there. You can even binge yeah. if you want to. Yeah, get you, you, can, some, uh, you know a few Coronas. Yeah, and if some you can lime. handle that much of the dude <laughs> <laughs> at one sitting. Um, so uh, that's it for our sponsors. Thank you for the people who patronize us. Go to anchor.fm slash Swamp Fox Network. If you want to donate, you can go to patreon.com slash vote my podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can leave them on anchor.fm or email me 
at votematpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we had a pretty good night last night, Jeff. I I had fun. County Council was fun last night. It was uh, mildly productive, which was a change, a good change. Yeah, we had some minor victories. Um, so Tuesday nights, this was the August meeting. Um, I'm not sure when are they doing going back to their twice a month schedule. No, no not until September. From, as soon as the budget passes, uh-huh. they go for six months until January. Mm-hmm. Uh, one month every month. Then okay. they'll go back to two two a month. Okay, so. Um, this was their meeting for August, and uh, on the agenda last night, there was the uh, discussion of raising the millage. There was the vote on it. The too. vote, second second reading uh, on the millage, increasing the millage, which is a tax increase. And um, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the attempted what theft of cash from the citizens of the county to pay Vic Carpenter, a former employee of the county, for consulting fees, which is basically just giving him a uh, corporate credit card just to use, or what what would you call that, like a line of credit, I think, giving him a line of credit, uh, $5,000 cash and then $125 an hour to spend to charge as he sees fit. Well, I mean, he's not an attorney, so $125 reasonable do you think but the, he also had the up he could um we'll, we'll we'll get into that um then we had a closed session to discuss the roles and responsibilities basically the job description of the county administrator and also some contractual issues uh about the county administrator and the vic carpenter um under under the table deal was going to be discussed back there um Let's see. We had the, the codes, the codes, the, the, the codification, right, which was the most confusing thing document to read that I've ever read is basically what it's what it was doing was giving ordinances and codes teeth is what I got from it, where if you violate an ordinance that's put in place by the county council, there will be a penalty in each infraction. Each continued infraction will be a separate penalty. There are there are um, good positives and negatives yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. We can get into that. Yeah, and, and I, then, I, I don't really understand. I, I was planning on talking to Ben Connell about it and getting some clarification, but I think somebody else is going to be doing that, so that'll be coming out soon. I don't, I don't think I need to have that boring-ass conversation. The, and then the last thing was, what was it? They had the, they, well, they, they came out of the executive session and Russell Brazel made a motion, um, regarding the administrator position. So we'll talk about that. And then they had the appointments for all the boards and commissions. That's right. The boards and the commissions. Mm -hmm. Um, we also had uh, somebody from the Clemson extension came and spoke about, uh, the 4-H and gardening with the youth of the county, which is, was a good thing. You know, there's a, a huge interest from the youth in this county in agriculture and rural living, which is pretty cool to yeah, see. Yeah. Um, I that's think a, that's kind of a recruitment for, for uh, Clemson horticulture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, it's fine. You know, um, they seem to be doing a good job with that. Um, so the public comment section, they always lead, since Julian Barnes has been, I don't know what before him, how they did it, but they always start with public comments. 
at the meetings to get them out of the way because they don't really want to hear what the public has to say. Um, and it's, it's by design. So the public speaks, then they'll do their public presentations, fluff, and then they'll go into their, their, uh, business. Yeah. And, and somewhere in there to break it up and, and disperse the crowd, there will be an executive session. Yeah. And they'll try to clear the room out, uh, through boredom, basically. Um, and we had a few people leave last night, but not many. Um, public comment. There were four, four people for public comment. You, me, the uh, gentleman, gentleman about litter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bobby Jones' daughter. Right. Uh, uh, Sandra. Sandra. Yeah, I think. Susan. 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 Um, so I got up and spoke. And, uh, you know, I, I'll read the agenda before every meeting. And that kind of makes me decide whether I'm going to go or not go. But it seems lately, over the past six months or more, I guess a year and a half, really, <laughs> um, every time I read the agenda, there's some bullshit on there that makes me come out of the undisclosed location and go down into that pit of vipers that is Camden and at least be present to watch them pull their bullshit. Well, I noticed you had your Sons of Liberty uh, yeah. armor on last night. Yeah, I'm still wearing it. I'm a, I'm a dirty scrub. I yeah, I took mine off this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wore this one because on the back it says Liberty or Death, and I wanted yeah, the camera Yeah, and it showed up great in yeah. the video. And oh. that gave me the idea. I'm going to start doing that more often, putting messages on the back of my shirt. Maybe have some custom shirts made. Yeah, because that's yeah. what uh, everybody's going to see. Mm-hmm. I was arguing, uh, well, not arguing, but I was suggesting last night and have to Danny Templer mm-hmm. uh, and Vic Carpenter before that they put a camera onto the uh, speaker, Yeah, uh, the public podium. And from what I've heard, that's going to happen the, the, once the budget is fully funded. Danny thought that uh, we may have one by the next meeting. Okay, cool. Um, everybody can get a better look at my ugly mug. Unfortunately. Um, well, you can't help yourself. Yeah, I can't help you know. ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I spoke about some items on the agenda. Um, number one was the millage increase. Uh, basically saying shame on you for even considering raising they they call it a millage it's a tax increase so what it came out to is if um, so people like me so my property I'm going to have an increase of $97 and some change with millage and fees increasing Um, and that comes out to about a 24% tax increase Right. Not too bad, huh? No, not too bad. Could be worse, I guess. <laughs> that could be worse. <laughs> so, what what the county council will do? What Julian Burns and and Sammy Tucker love to say is, uh, it's a millage. It's not tax increase. It's a millage increase. It, the millage is only point zero 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 one two five, and it, we're just bringing it up point zero 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 seven. Yeah. All right. I, so I, a lot of times, uh, Julie will say, it's just the price of a hamburger meal. Right. Yeah, hamburger meal nowadays is actually. Uh, what did I, I got a chicken sandwich. I went to Popeye's because I was running late. I ate some junk food. I got I got a chicken sandwich from Popeye's and, and French fries and a drink. Eleven dollars and forty seven cents. Go right. <laughs> That's a big old piece of chicken, though. I could barely finish that dang sandwich. I didn't definitely didn't eat all them fries. They um, grow them chicken big now. My yeah. gosh. Um, 
they're using them Jose Canseco uh, vitamins on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Pfizer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jimmy Jones spoke up. You know, I spoke out on the public comment about that. Uh, later in the meeting, Jimmy Jones had the tax assessor come up. Was that or no, the auditor. Den- Dennis Ar- Arledge. Dennis Arledge, who's the auditor. Yeah. And he had him break it down to real numbers. Like, this is how much between – you know, hundred, two hundred thousand dollar house, two hundred and a two hundred thousand dollar house, and without any kind of homestead exemption at all, right. and with homestead, and with exemption. homestead, even the people with the homestead ex- exemption, they're getting a rate increase. Yeah, that's yeah. people sixty five and older who are on fixed incomes, and they qualify for the homestead exemption. Well, you don't even have to be. Uh, on the, uh, no, it's just, it goes by age. Yeah, it's it's sixty five. Sixty five. Yeah, I got three. I got three more years. There you go. Maybe I'll buy something. Um, my question about that homestead act is why aren't veterans eligible for that? That would be pretty nice mm-hmm. if you're a veteran or if you're uh, they get some kind of benefit. Firefighter. Yeah, veterans get a. It's not a tax break though. Yeah. Um. But, so but anyway, the, but why Dennis? Where the $100,000 house comes from is when I called Jimmy and asked him, I said, how much does this mean on a $100,000 house? And Mm -hmm. he said, well, I don't know. I said, well, why haven't anybody asked this damn question? I want to know how much it is, you know, so that somebody can look at at their property and say, well, I'm 150 or I'm a 200 or I'm a – and they, they can figure it out. Why do we have this common core? way of figuring a millage thing sure. that even Dennis doesn't really understand and nobody on council could figure it well, out to none of them, none of them can they surely cannot explain it no. so if if they do understand it and they're not explaining it properly that's one thing but if they don't understand and they can't explain what they're doing that's a problem man and it's it's so subjective too um the value of a home i mean who says the values in the in the purchasers. Yeah, and the reassessment uh, yeah. happens every five years. Yeah. And, and I I was proud of Russell Brazel for for thinking enough uh-huh. to uh, to all of a sudden say, "Bing!" A light bulb went off. Well, what the hell does this really mean? Because right. uh, if if reassessment increases the value of your house, it increases the value of the mills. Right. And then they're talking about the lost, the um, which is basically the sales tax rebate that the state gives. Yeah, they steal, thank you. They steal our money, and then they give us a little bit back and say, you should be thanking us for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like that video I put up. Let's thank the politicians yeah. for all the beautiful things they stole from us to give. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, Mike, when Russell started asking those questions, I turned around to the beautiful wife. And I said, why the hell didn't he ask these questions back in January when they were writing the budget? They sh- these are questions that should be asked and answered before they even begin the budget process. Correct. But, um, but, but, better, but better late than better never. Better late than never. <laughs> That's right. So thank you, Russell, for bringing those up. And thank you for, for hold- telling him you want answers. And thank um, you, Jimmy, for, for all yes, this, sir. because mm-hmm. these are, these are critical, uh, critical things to understand. This could, if, uh, you could lose your property. We know, we know. Common sense tells you that uh, the county is increasing its revenue mm-hmm. every year through uh, reassessment, 
uh, improvements on property, mm-hmm. um, and then new housing uh, going in and new businesses coming in. And here's another thing that Julian Burns likes to – he likes to uh, try to take over the narrative when somebody's making good points against his agenda. He'll be the last one to speak and say, well, we this process was discussed and voted unanimously, or he'll, we'll do, he'll just throw the bullshit out there and he's straight up lying. Um, this time he said, well, we've paid down a massive portion of debt, and I think our, our – uh, surplus was at up to at least tw- uh, about twenty six million at one point, and I was like, "Well, how the hell did you get a surplus? You, how much money do you need to steal from us to get a twenty six million dollar surplus?" And where maybe you'll say, "Like, wow!" So they paid down the debt with this surplus. Great. What are you going to do with the rest of the surplus? Well, the the main reason that the debt was down is that the sewer system was paid off, mm-hmm. right? The taxpayers had already That's paid off, off the that. books. See, they they gifted us they this say, thing. Oh, we're going to take that off. We're taking it off. Well, mm-hmm. that and then the refinancing right. of the seventeen million dollars, right? And also the uh, the boondoggle up on the hill, the empty building. Yeah, well, that had. That well, I don't know what's going on. They refinanced those bonds. The bonds were due, and they refinanced yeah, them through yeah, another bank. Yeah. So, you know, that sp- spread that debt out for another five or six years, L- leaving um, leaving posterity with debt. Yes, Julie Burns leaves us with debt. That's that's his legacy. The previous council before that, eight years prior, left us with debt. Right. Oh, uh, rule number one. If you're going to have a government, don't leave debt but one one generation, one term, if or two terms. Mm-hmm. Um, every 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 eight years, we should have no debt, or every four years, we should have, we shouldn't have any debt to begin with. We ought to save right. save and buy, save and buy. Right. So, twenty six million dollars <laughs> surplus. They're talking about the cog hasn't given us anything to fix our roads. I bet you could fix a couple of roads with $26 million if we paid for it out of pocket ourselves. Um, I would say, first of all, don't steal that from the people. But, you know, if, you, if you're if you going to steal it, keep that money in, count, in the county. Um, another question that came up out of this, and it just slipped my mind. Um, well, I'll, I'll come back to it. So my second point with my comments was the attempted scam by Vic or um damn Vic Carpenter and Julian Burns um they were going to have they were going to contract with the former county administrator Vic Carpenter who now lives in Virginia to have him be a consultant in the search for a new county administrator um at to the tune of $5,000 retainer fee and he would have the ability to build a county at $125 per hour for his services. Um, there would be no oversight of that. It was just within reason, right? And then they were going to pay for his, any travel expenses he yeah. incurred. Yeah, all the benefits. Also, he would be able to subcontract workout to some people. So he could basically say, I'm going to pay you 50 bucks an hour to look for, to do this work. And then he could bill 125 to the county and do nothing. Um, except for read off some, what somebody else's research was. Basically, he was going to say Danny Templer is the man for the job and make th- a few thousand dollars. Well, he he may have a uh, somebody that or went one of to, his buddies. Somebody went to Central Planning U with him, right. and you know, yeah, he comes from Timbuktu out mm-hmm. there. 
and moves up into batting cage. That's right. Uh, you know. Uh, so I talked about that and called it what it is. It's a scam to slide some cash to an old old buddy. And that's all it is. Well, one of the things that they uh, touted, and Julie Burns has touted for a long time, is uh, uh, promoting from within. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you, the hypocrisy last night was just rolling off his right. tongue. Right. I think last night you could barely As was say. was Samuel Tucker. Yeah. The emperor oh wears God. no clothes last night. He was deep and stinky and shit Every night. time they would say try to push their agenda, it was painfully obvious what they were trying to do and the bullshit they were trying to pull. Um, so I, my third point was, um, let's see, what was it about? I think I talked about them using going to this. Uh, to the codes. And to the, the code oh. and the, the ZLDR or whatever the hell it was. They contracted with a firm out of Chicago. With dollars um, basically to help with the um, comprehensive plan. Okay, and this is going to be engineering p- drawings, apparently, and all sorts of one, one-stop shop, they said. Okay, there was a, a company out of Columbia that did it, and they would have saved us about $125,000 to go through this company in Columbia. Another uh, point made by Danny Templer about that. Yeah. Uh, the two different billings mm-hmm. was two different things basically getting two done different products yeah and what the company in columbia didn't do one of the things it was the engineering drawings but yeah that kind of thing the engineering oh but the, i would the, say again stop. this is central plant yes and but and that's what i you know and i, I out of chicago i like i told jimmy when i was discussing this i said look um i i, I would want to know the examples of places that they have gone in and done these things mm-hmm. and what the result is 10 years later. Yes. Yeah, that's what I would be asking. You know, if you're going to come give me a bid on a request for a proposal, I'm going to say, what projects have you worked on in the last 20 years? If any. was You know, okay, so you did one 15 years ago for, you know, this county. I want to go see what is going on in this county now. What are the results? What did they get for their money? Have they put any of this into action? Have the projects succeeded well, or failed? Well, it, it's kind of like go to the little town, and then all of a sudden, you know, every sign down there is only four foot off the ground, right. and, and you can't see shit, and there's Same bike paths, and, and uh, beautiful street lights. And Meanwhile, you, you know, go what, one block what, away. And yeah, yeah you go a mile away, and there's homeless people all over mm-hmm. the place. You know, you don't know. Uh, maybe they built smart cities. Hell, mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, it, when, as soon as I, I hear Chicago, yes. <laughs> I say, holy crap. If they're, they're dumb enough to live in Chicago, I don't know that I trust them to do anything. Exactly. What do they know about rural rural living? Yeah. What do they know about yeah. our little county here in South Carolina? Uh, you know, you can get a, a degree in central planning, yeah. economic mm-hmm. development, yep, and all planning. this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So I guarantee you, what, what are they hiring? People that are graduated from the Marxist school of uh, economic development and Keynesian money theory. Right. Little mini Obamas. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like who they put on these boards and everything because it's always a do-gooder that that wants to weasel in there (laughs) with their Marxist social justice Mm -hmm. uh, warrior crap. And they'll be the nicest, the the nicest, most polite lady. Oh, they're sweet as they can be. While they have their hand in your back pocket stealing your wallet. Well, they don't even see it like that. And they don't even know it. They They don't don't see it like that. No, they don't. 
They don't understand what, what liberty is. They don't mm-hmm. understand any of this kind of they've stuff. they've lived in isolated they, lives. They, you know, they I don't. guarantee you this company is just like that. Yes. Uh, my final comment was on the um, – <clears throat> oh, God, man. What's wrong with my brain? What was it, Jeffy? You had four. Yeah, four of them. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. Should have drank a more mushroom coffee. <laughs> you know, think about it. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't get my walk in this morning. Uh, I blame the beautiful wife on that. We've been getting up every morning at six, and we hit the road at six thirty, and we get about a half hour, forty five minute walk in. Right, and, and that's been helping really clear my mind in the morning. Get some fresh air. Didn't yeah. do it this morning. Yeah. I slept in. Well, the, uh, last, uh, the last last thing was executive sessions. <laughs> I right. don't know what you were talking about. The last thing I can't remember. Well, I think it was the administrator, the county administrator. I was telling him like we have a man sitting right here. Yeah, you you endorsed that Danny, Danny Templer, and we get a hometown discount on this man. You know, he loves this county. He was born and raised here. He's done a good job, and I think he'll continue to do a good job. I think he's a man of his word. And he definitely cares about the people that work under him, that work for him. <clears throat> he was sure to, to make sure to praise them last night. Like, look, I'm doing a good job only because of the staff that works here. And I will say this about the county. If you have to go to that county building to do any business, whether it's taxes, assessors, um, whatever it may be in there, the folks who work behind the desk are unbelievably nice and helpful. Yeah. yeah it's, they are. it's actually every time I go in there to work, I'm like surprised. I'm like, damn. This is how working with with government employees should be. They're, they're actually servants and and stewards, and um, it's it's always refreshing to go in there because you know when you go pay your taxes on your car, when you when you bend the knee and have to go yeah, pay you, your taxes, I, you're not yeah. in a good mood no. to begin with. And you go in there, and the people are nice and they're understandable, and they try to help you out. And then you go from there, you go to the DMV to get your actual your little sticker, and it's night and day. It's like you just fell from heaven, and now you're in the pit of hell, and you got to well, deal with people. The further up the like, food oh chain you God. go, the shitholders. And I will you know. say that this DMV in Kershaw County is actually not that bad. I've been the one in some in Missouri that was like, oh my God, and that was in uh, Pierce County up in, in Washington State, and going through those folks, holy hell, it's brutal. Is that they don't care if you don't have your get in the back of the line until you get your shit right. Yeah, they do not care. Um. So that was my comment. Why are we spending all this money? We have the man sitting right here. I'll save us all thousands of dollars right now. Hire Danny Templer and be done with it. It's over. Period. Well, you, you, you just even look at what they're going to spend. Uh, let's just say. Uh, oh, I just remember. Let's that. just say forty hours. Yeah. You know, and, and then he uh, Vic flies. Fly somewhere and talks <laughs> to a guy and He's stays like, well, at a you know yeah. Hilton and, and takes. I need a to fly. I need to take a private plane to Kiowa Island and uh, yeah. meet this man on the golf course. Yeah, yeah. We really <laughs> got a good guy. Yeah. I'm telling you. All right. So I remember my fourth point was the letter about the cog that Julian Burns wrote to Ralph Norman and all these senators. That's right. The, um, the, uh, so they want to get out of this. Cog Coats. that we're, that we're in the Midlands, the Midlands one, and get in. Uh, they want to just deal with Santee Cooper, Cog. And my point is, why are we begging the federal government for money anyway? We have a twenty-six million dollars surplus. It's bad enough that we're begging the federal government for money, 
I understand it's our money that they that's taken from us anyway, so we should probably try to get it back. That's great. But why are we using this third-party socialist organization, the Council of Governments, and paying them, what is it, like $65,000 a year? It's somewhere up there, to, around there. To be our, um, you know, our voice to try to beg for money. <clears throat> I call it the super Walmart of government grants. We could probably hire a grant writer and pay them $65,000 a year to sit and write grants all all day, every day. Yeah. And have a be- much better result. The the, the feds uh, came in with a soft policy during the uh, late Eisenhower mm-hmm. administration because, you know, this the interstate, interstate thing yeah. and all. And uh, called the Council of Governments idea where you'd have uh, groups of counties and that would be a regional uh, planning of your highways and all. Mm -hmm. And uh, with every government uh, agency or program and all, it it has mission creep. Mm -hmm. And so mission creep just continued and continued and the federal government and then the state started using it to uh, nudge yeah. Uh, in the central planning direction through the carrot and the stick, the carrot being the grants and all, right. and the stick being you got to jump through these hoops to get it, and, or you don't get it. And if we give you this money, these are the rules you have to follow. By yeah, the, 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 the strength. Yeah. The um, hoops. And this is, this is central planning 101. And my whole point is, First of all, why are we in a council of governments in the first place? It's not mandatory. It's voluntary. Yeah, it's but voluntary. even though every county in the United States is a part of one. Yeah. All right. Um, I say we want Kershaw County to be the freest county in South Carolina. So let's lead the way and pull out of these council of governments. The council of governments, uh, <clears throat> if you look at the Communist Manifesto, one of the things is a regional Unelected government. That's right. And guess what? The Council of Governments mm-hmm. is a regional unelected government. And who's basically. on? Who's on the Santee Council of Governments? Julie Burns, Julie Sammy, Burns Tucker, Sammy Tucker, Melissa Emmons, um, Ma- uh, the Mayor Drakeford yep. of Camden. Um, so you see, yeah, they go down there. They help. know where that power is, mm-hmm. and money is power sure. and control. Mm-hmm. And so they're over there picking and choosing and uh, of, of a plethora of grants and all. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're fed those. Right. And if you think that Julian Burns is going to go away in January and not have his fingers in the pie in 2023, you're sorely mistaken. My whole point, and then I read a line out of it. He wrote this letter to Ralph Norman asking for help to get out of this Midlands cog because right now we're in two. We're in Santee and Midlands. So we're paying, what is yeah, that, $130,000? Well, yeah, for the roads and all that for kind of stuff like yeah. that. Uh, when we haven't had a road. We're, we're with the Midlands. We haven't had a road built. To or the river. On, yeah, on the west river is the dividing line. What was it, 25 years? We haven't gotten anything out of that Midlands car, yeah. except we've paid in 65000 to them every year. Well, the Midlands, the, one, it might be more. The, uh, yeah, the coach thing, uh, when because of the way they got it set up, um, all the 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 funding, federal funding that would have gone to us for transportation, yeah, just goes straight to the cog, and the cog decides the for <laughs> Richland and and all, all this other areas, and that's who gets the money, and and the money that should have come our way doesn't. 
On the other hand, if uh, it was over at the Santee Lynch's, that still, still does not guarantee that Kershaw County gets anything. Exactly. Um, they could be just like uh, rich, uh, just like the Coats, the Midlands Cog, and say, well, we all plan this and this and this, and we need to pave the uh, road over there and something. Mm-hmm. Or make this, you know, big improvement and all. Exactly. And we'll get y'all's later. This is the nuts and bolts of redistribution of wealth. That it's taken from the American taxpayers up to the federal level. They get their cut. They take their piece, right? And then they filter it down to these other federal agencies. And then it goes to the Council of Governments through grants. And if they don't ask for the grants, they're not getting it. And then the Council of Government decides the pennies left over. We're going to pay for these roads and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it kind of big picture. Yeah. You know, that that is, it, there's a lot more steps involved in that. that was a lot, you know. um, but in the letter, Julian Burns had a line that uh, the federal government works best when it works for the least of its citizens, something to that effect. Yeah, that's what and, it was. And I made the comment that this was, this sounds like it was copied straight out of Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto. And it really is. Yeah. And, and I said, well, maybe it was taught in a class at West Point. Uh, if you look uh, at the state of our military right now, that is a direct result of Julian Burns and people like him. This baby boomer woke uh, bullshit that's coming out of our military academies now. They teach them how to manage in a military dictatorship is basically what they run. Right. The generals make the the president tells the generals what to do. The generals put a plan of action into play and then they enforce it on down the line. This is that is a socialist environment when you're in the military. And I call it a military dictatorship. Um, They tell you what to wear, what what you're going to eat, where you're going to go, where you're going to sleep. They provide you blankets for your bed, laces for your boots. Yeah. And even shitty toilet paper. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and then now Julian Burns is taking his training from West Point um, it, and his indoctrination there. He's taken his experiences in the military as a bureaucrat. And that's really all he's ever been in his time in the Army was a bureaucrat, paper pusher. And now he is trying to put those skills that he got into play in a county. And he's been pretty successful at it. Over the last eight years. Yeah, with a lot of help. A lot with of a help. Lot of and, help. A, and a lot of, and we are, like you said in your comments, we're all to blame for that. Yeah. Because of our complacency that people have not been paying attention. That was the saying if you don't pay attention to government, your government will be damn sure be paying attention to you. Oh, yeah. You know, so just the few of us that get up and speak, you can see the results lately. And, and, I, and I draw a direct line. From you, Jeff, and me, and people that we've had on this show that, you know, um, have the courage to stand up to these people and to speak out. And uh, I think it's had very good results so far. And the thing is, we can't come become complacent again. We can't let these people <laughs> get comfortable in their seats to where they feel like they can start pushing their little fluffy agendas like, oh, no, we're going to have uh, we're going to improve this park. And then it, that you know it's a slow creep of tyranny, like you said. Yeah, yeah. The, the you know, like I said last night, this last two years, the actions that that council took, that 
Henry McMaster and big government and all took mm-hmm. over the last uh, two years. If it hasn't become apparent yet, uh, they were all based on lies and lies and lies and lies. That's right. And we've been living this lies and nobody spoke out. Mm-hmm. And now that we're speaking out, they're uh, nervous, man. People, people are, are uh, well, people are, are wanting truth. Um, they know that there's lies everywhere. And mm-hmm. so anybody that speaks the truth, whether it be harsh, because mm-hmm. the truth hurts. Well, like I told it in the beginning of my, I, you know, Julian Burns, as I was walking up, talked about, you know, don't attack, don't do this, you know, and he, he said, you know, the last meeting was scary, everybody was angry, and it was really not good behavior at a council meeting, we need more decorum, but all that kind of bullshit. So, I started my comments by saying, I want to remind the chairman that the behavior of the crowd at the last meeting is a direct result of the behavior of this council. Yeah. So if you, you need to turn that finger around and point it at yourselves, you created this, this monster. You're the ones that have been misbehaving while you're in office. All we are is a mirror pointed back at you. And, um, that's right. And the guy, the, the, I was standing in the doorway mm-hmm. in the back back there. And, uh, the guy that does the wand, the popo guy that does the wand, real mm-hmm. nice fella. Uh, he said, I don't understand what he's talking about. You need to let the people speak. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad last uh, no, time. It really wasn't. Uh, and know. that's kind of what I wanted to tell Sammy Tucker. If you think that was mean, you haven't seen nothing yet. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. You haven't seen anything yet. I'm so. a very calm person. Yeah. I might be loud. I was very restrained but, at the last meeting myself. But I know even this this meeting this weekend, I, I said a few things, you know, in the crowd now, not loud enough to be p- picked up on camera or anything like that, but I did get a head shake from the deputy in the corner there, um, the tyrant with the liberty pin, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which is so funny. Um, so it could be worse. That's what I'm, all I'm saying. I'm not making threats to the councilman. I'm saying, um, you know, it, the people of this county should be making you feel uncomfortable up there. They should. They should be questioning your decisions because you're our representatives. And if you're not representing us the way that we thought you were going to represent us, we should make you feel uncomfortable. Well, it's kind of kind of interesting. I was discussing uh, all this in executive session with some people. Yeah, I think you were right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, they were talking about uh, somebody representing you and uh, doing what's good for everybody and this kind of thing. And I said, there is no such thing as representation. You are making those decisions out of self-interest. Yeah. I, 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 if I was elected, I would not be representing you, Matt. I would not be representing anybody. Hmm. I represent my self-interest based on these principles. Principles, yes. And it, it, first principles – and if you agree with those principles, you might not agree with the decision I make, but I can point to one of those principles and, and say, this is the reason I make that decision. Good, yes. bad, or indifferent uh, to your opinions. Right. And that's what they were saying. We have differences of opinions and we need to not. I'm like, opinion has nothing to do with it. We're, we're dealing in facts here. And the the foundation of the facts that we're working with should be liberty that's it it should be the foundation and that's what 
what does the Declaration of Independence to secure liberty? Exactly. Um, and a lot of people are scared of that. And we're going to talk about this when we come back from the break. We're going to talk about what we're going to do from now forward. What our plan is, what we were discussing before the show. What you know, we're not going to show our hand fully, but you know, the direction, what kind of the direction, the we direction that we're hit, we want to go, and the direction we want to take this show and um, our activism in the county. And so, stay tuned. Please listen to the commercial. Please go to Swamp Log Artisans Gallery. You can check out their website. I don't know what it is. Just Google it, or go on Braves and look it up. We'll be right back. The Swamp Fox Podcast Network is proud to announce our new sponsor, the Swamp Log Artisans Gallery. An old Bishopville building is a home to a store unlike any you have ever experienced. Gift shop, furniture store, local history museum, and art gallery. It's all of these things. There's an inventory here found nowhere else. Presented with an opportunity to make a personal connection to heirloom quality pieces that will honor our heritage and enrich your family's lives for generations to come. Here you will carefully select your pieces created by 60 fine woodworkers, artisans, and artists. The backbone of our store is products handmade from lumber, which is sawn from old-growth sinker logs recovered from the muddy, dark bottoms of South Carolina's rivers and swamps. These logs were lost over 125 years ago as they were transported on the waterways and were recovered with scuba equipment. Check them out at www.swamplogartisans.com or visit them at 229 North Main Street in downtown Bishopville, South Carolina. Yeah, man. I'm super excited about the uh, kiln-dried lumber. Mm -hmm. You just buy the rough-cut yeah. slabs. Yeah. And also the paintings. Mm -hmm. um, the no, they've got some really cool stuff. I want to see that. I mean, it's just beautiful framework. And from looking at this brochure, some pretty nice art. Uh, I might go out there today. Are they open today? Yeah. Awesome. So I would love it for Swamp uh, the Swamp Fox Network people to uh, support this company and just let them know where you heard about it. Welcome back, folks. Thanks for staying with us through our commercial. Uh, before we left, we were talking about the county council meeting that happened last night and um, our involvement. Jeff got up and spoke from the heart, and that was nice to see. <clears throat> there was also... Um, a lady from Camden who got up and spoke and she gave a very impassioned statement about her experience as a child. And I guess her father was a politician, I'm imagining, or some sort of. Yeah. And yeah. they got a bridge going across the river named after. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So he must have been. Bobby Jones. Muckety muck. What was he, like a state rep or something? Uh, at one time he was the uh, highway commissioner. That's uh, why that bridge is there, so to speak. One time I was talking to him at the hospital board, and he said, have you been across my bridge? You go across my bridge all, all, all the time. You go to across the bridge to get home. <sighs> have you seen my bridge? <laughs> I got that bridge. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, I bet he didn't lift a damn hammer to put that bridge up. And, and she talked about when she was young how uh, politicians and all would sit around the kitchen table talking yeah. politics. Because they wanted something. It, 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 well, they were you know, do-gooders plotting and planning to yeah. do good. Um, speaking of do-gooders plotting and planning, we have been discussing for uh, a bit now about how we're going to move forward with the new council that's coming, um, even regardless of the, the county council. Um, what we're going to do to keep us on this path for liberty to make Kershaw County the freest county in South Carolina. 
And um, big government is standing in the way. Right. Everybody, I think uh, uh, what it doesn't matter what political persuasion you are. Um, virtually everybody will agree that government is way too big. Yes. Even at the county level, city level. Whatever level you want to talk about. They're way too involved in our personal lives. And so we know that government is the antithesis of freedom. That's why the uh, founders, uh, quote, unquote, put the chains on the federal government and uh, therefore the state government by the by constitution mm-hmm. um to to try to protect liberty because they knew George Washington said even government is like fire and left uncontrolled it'll burn you up yeah. well what what do we got now it's burning us up it's eating us up yeah. it's it's like if you add all the taxes and fees and fines and all the stuff together mm-hmm. we're over 50% Absolutely. So 50% of our liberty is gone. Gone. And good luck getting it back without a uh, massive upheaval. They don't, they don't return <clears throat> it. They, they do not return liberty. Anything that they take, they, they, they consider it theirs forever and ever and ever. Right. And they think they're doing you a favor. At the same time, it's for your own good, for the yes, greater for good. your own safety right. and security and, and recreation. So at the federal level, international level, the state level, we really have no recourse. No, we can't. We're not going to be able to change anything as a citizen sitting out here in the middle of the woods in Kershaw County. Even though we do have representatives at the state, they just ignore them. Like uh, Vic Dabney is just plain ignored at the state house because, you know, he's outspoken and all that sort of stuff. Um, regardless of what he says, he wasn't a team player, so they're just going to ignore him. Um, There's several liberty uh, people in the house and, and uh, one in the Senate, maybe two. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're marginalized. Well, um, like tonight, I'm going to go to the um, Kershaw County Libertarian Party meeting, business meeting. The Libertarians are actually have – they do have a candidate for governor this year. Yeah, they do. And, and the guy's and, good. The guy's uh, good. I've listened to uh, – well, I mean, as far as – As far as the Libertarians go, <laughs> usually yeah. the candidates are pretty – You know, I'm wild. an anarchist. Yeah. <laughs> um, but – even the people of the Libertarian Party are like, oh, gosh, we need a better candidates. We need more. And, and you know, they just get marginalized. So third party is not not the answer. I'm, no, it, it it does help to get some ideas. Maybe, out maybe there, in the but, future but, it will be the answer after we've made changes, after we've uh, fought for to to get some of our liberties back. I think that the, Maybe. the fight needs to come straight from the people to the people that are in the offices right now. Local and local is local. where it's going to go. County, local, local, local. Po- need, all politics is local. Yes. And we need – the Libertarian Party shouldn't be focused on the governor or the presidency. They should be taking over city councils and county councils. That's what uh, uh, the Mises Caucus, when they took absolutely. over the LP, that's what they advocated. Yep. And Hobbes is the one that really came up with that idea of of uh, um, nullifying, basically, mm-hmm. uh, and and building these little 
uh, walls, walled-in cities, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I told uh, Katie Gwynn last night. I said something you need to keep your eye on and be prepared for is I'm gonna I'm gonna come to the council with a proposed resolution to create the free state of Cassett, and we're gonna emancipate ourselves from the county of Kershaw. Yeah. And yeah. and we're gonna this will be, you know, okay. We want to make Kershaw County the freest. But we're not making any headway. How about Cassett will be the freest? Yeah. Unincorporated yeah. area. We'll draw a border and we'll do our own thing and we'll see what happens. And she laughed and I was like, you can laugh, but guess well, what? <laughs> you you look at the state of affairs now and you see the division uh, that you're seeing in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, there are for the first time in in my lifetime. Um, there is serious people, studied people, seriously talking about divorce. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, secession. Right. Um, they're not using the word secede. They're using a, they're saying a national divorce. Yeah. A na- yeah. Yeah. To where they're, you know, really, that's the way it should be. That's why they put the 10th Amendment in. That's why it should be that way, that we're not so heavily tied and dependent on the federal government that we should be independent states. John C. Calhoun, uh, all you South Carolina hillbillies and rednecks out here should recognize John C. Calhoun's name. And he stood up and and when the the, uh, uh, ratification, uh, I mean, when he was talking about the Constitution and all, he... he, uh, he he took the government and said, "Well, the the uh, federal government was born out of the state, and the state was born out of the county, and the county was born out of the people." Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he took the uh, power all the way down to the county level, and it, it, we can nullify uh, state law and federal law uh, and all that. Yeah. So if we look at it in that that way. That uh, the government that's best governs the least, and the government that uh, governs the least is the one that's closest to the individual. Yeah. So if we get back to the individual and we get people that are liberty minded, that are focused on um, this is the way uh, everybody ought to say uh, we're going to treat each other uh like we would want to be treated and don't steal other people's stuff. And that's what we're going to base all our rules, regulations, and laws on. And we know that we don't have that now. We have Mm -hmm. unjust rules and regulations and laws and ordinances and all this kind of stuff. And the government has too much power and taxes us too much. So if we can come together and Mm -hmm. uh, under that, that liberty message, yeah, we can we can begin to say, look, county council, um, these ordinances right here do not agree with liberty, and please take them off the books or rewrite them to say this, yes, or whatever, or put more chains on, saying up to this point you can go up to this point, but if you go past this as a government, you're overstepping, right? right. And and what that's going to take is constant. Involvement from the people to hold their government accountable. Ben Franklin said, "Vigilance, mm-hmm. as long as you can keep it." Yep, that's right. And what we're running into now is 
dangerous complacency um, where people have – they enjoy – they're like, oh, cool. The, the county's going to put in a splash pad for us. How nice. And the county's going to have a, a recreation department for us. How nice. That's great. We should do that. We should have more parks. We should have – and they're not thinking about paying for it because – they don't see it. They just pay their bills and pay their taxes mm -hmm. and go to work and they're in their cubicle or whatever they're doing. And then they take their kids to soccer practice and their dance class and they're whatever. We've all been uh, become accustomed to luxury. All of us. All I'm of us. guilty. Yeah. I'm as guilty as Me too. anybody. I love my air conditioning. Yeah, well, <laughs> and yeah. I, you know, if my power, yeah. when my power bill comes, I'm like, I love Damn. my shitty roads. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so how do we how do, how do we, we get do there? You we, know, we have to. What's the mechanism for? You know, there's there's the 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 market of ideas, right? You know, how do we get back and let's figure out the ideas that may get us that way? And so, what we need to do is engage people who are already thinking like us, who are you know, maybe they don't agree with us and how we're going to do with things. But we can at least sit down and have the conversations about what is an acceptable amount of government intrusion intrusion in our lives. You could take it all the way down to the anarchist level saying absolutely zero. Yeah. Or you could go all the way up to where we're at now, which is totalitarian. 95%. <laughs> yeah. So we want to bring it back as close down to zero as we can. Yeah. You know, the we, Constitution, it, it, when when it was formed, ratified, and all that, the federal government was super-duper-duper duper minimum, as was the state. Yeah, Congress state only met like once big. a year, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, it was some <laughs> crazy thing. It, you know, and, and it's just grown and yeah. metastasized. And it's gotten to a point since. now where Nancy Pelosi feels like she has the right to take a government plane and fly to a sovereign over into a Chinese-ran territory to be some yeah. sort of ambassador. But to, like she, that, goes that, to, her job that goes and, to getting in, in, entangling alliances and all so that insane. kind of thing. That's something that we're not going to be able to uh, affect no. um, at all. It's, it's pretty much so, a given that those people that are in Congress now are going to start World War III. They are going to be they are going to be the ones that light the final match that burns this country down. What we have to do as a local county and citizens who actually are concerned about th what's going on in our own backyard, we need to be prepared to stand up and say, okay, cool. Yeah. That's what they did. That's not us. We don't want anything to do with that. We need to be able to sit here and have this conversation and set our own local government up to be a powerful entity here, a powerful advocate. To be able to defend, to defend us, us against, against what's the, coming. The, the, <laughs> The incursions of uh, state and federal government. Right. There was uh, a lot of people don't like California and how they operate. They don't especially don't like San Francisco area and what's coming out of there. But one thing that I watched this documentary on, they had an ordinance that they voted on in their county council. It was came from the people and it was entitled legalized nature. Can you imagine living in a place where nature was illegal, where they regulated what you can grow in your own property and what kind of food you can – what you could consume, what kind of naturally occurring plants and animals 
that you could raise in your own property. Can you imagine living in a place like that, Jeff? Well, I can imagine. Yeah, it. <laughs> we live in a place like that right now. Yeah, well, if I want to, Kershaw County, <clears throat> while not as not tyrannical as, as that, sure, have been tiptoeing toward yeah. that. Well, if I want to grow some medicine for in my, years, if I want to grow my own medicine in my backyard to treat my uh, anxiety, depression, PTSD, uh, arthritis, cancer, whatever have you, if I want to grow my own medicine. I'll have the local county sheriff's department and the DEA coming in, kick my door in, shoot my dog, probably shoot me too for growing yep. a natural and, plant. And, and, and see, <laughs> that, this is where local uh, government can come in and say, we don't agree with any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to laissez-faire. Um, if you want to grow uh, cannabis, grow cannabis. Right. Um, or tomatoes. Yeah, and, and it comes down to something the, like they could tell the you. the sheriff is going to defend you right. from federal agents and state agents yes. who are now going to be required to uh, come to the sheriff before they even enter the county. That's exactly what we want. And that's why I was talking about the free state of Kazit. You know, so let's say, and it's happened before in this country, where a county has said, we are no longer going to be a part of South Carolina's laws and regulations. We're going to do our own thing. And if you want to come and try to enforce your laws in this county, y'all go look at the free state of Jones, what happened in Mississippi. That's a true story. And if if they could stand up and say, if, if SLED wants to come in here and try to enforce these, what we say are illegal and tyrannical laws at the state our sheriff and our our local militia is going to stop you. Be now, required. Right. Be required. Be, required. be part of the ordinance. Yes. It, it would say if you want to have a sheriff's office in this county if that's funded by the taxpayer dollars, these are your requirements. You can give the duty to the sheriff. Now. Uh, and that's what the county does. When you say, when he, I say that out loud, it sounds radical, right? But when you break it down to legalize nature. That's really what it's about. You are making it legal and decriminalizing people growing their own medicine. Like I can grow medicinal mushrooms in my yard. I can I can grow turkey tail and um, chaga mushrooms and lion's mane and all of these. I'm drinking lion's mane coffee right now. I could grow those in my yard. That's totally fine. But if I want to grow cannabis for my arthritis, well, and government my picks winners and losers. Exactly, and, and it doesn't matter. We can talk uh, that part of it, but we can also talk building. Right. Uh, we can talk uh, business. Well, talk we about the point you made last night about building codes and how that can actually happen on a free market and and not even have any sort of government involvement whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And these, the, the, um, before there were go- building codes and all that kind of stuff like that, um, there wasn't houses falling down on everybody. Some of them are know? still standing today. Yeah, that, yeah, some of them, are, a lot of them. A lot but, of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, back then, if you went to a mortgage company, a bank, to get a mortgage, they'd say, well, what are you building and how are you going to build it? Mm-hmm. And they would send a bank inspector out there to make sure that you're building it to their standards. Right. Insurance companies would come out and they'd send an inspector out and say, but, well, you know, this is, you We're need not to fix this insure or you this. might fix it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so uh, there was a code. Mm-hmm. It was a free market code because of risk. It was risk assessment right. is what it was. Exactly. And so uh, 
what what happened was that the the building industry as incorporated and and starting to uh use government lobby government they came in and said you need to st- set minimum standards yeah really it was it was a way for the companies to save money by pushing that responsibility off onto the onto the public yeah and that, you see this over and over it's not just in that industry it's in the airline industry yes. it's it's in every fast medical everything. industry yeah. uh, look at look at the alphabet agencies yes and you'll see everything there that the free market could do and do more efficiently than the government, but people think that government is the only power, yeah. right? The well, power. It's because they have the guns and the ammo and the money. Correct, correct. <laughs> and so um, you you get you have given up liberty. You're giving up dangerous freedom, right? Right for this illusion of security, mm-hmm. which in the end. Uh, like a homeowner that, that assumes that the government has approved everything that went in it. And then they get in there six months later and shit's falling off the wall. Right. People need to ask, go to your local fire department and ask them what structure is more dangerous for fire? A modern built home or one that was built in, let's say 1925. Which one's more dangerous for the occupants? They will tell you hands down a home built today in 2022 is tenfold more dangerous than one built in 1925. And all the stuff in that house. All of it. It's all toxic. All government approved. Right. Firefighters used to not even wear breathing app, a self-contained breathing apparatus to fight fires. Why? Because everything inside of the house was natural fibers burning. And so natural. That, when you go in now, it's it, synthetic. Everybody it's thinks that the government has made them more safe. Right. A house a is a perfect damn example. The, mm. the, the corporations come in and lobby the government to approve yeah. this nasty shit to go in the walls. Glue. This nasty shit yeah. to go on this and that. And then they take lead out of the paint and tell you, <laughs> you know, sunshine yeah. and lollipop. Totally safe. If you look at the trusses, and look at the trusses on this building, mm-hmm. those pressed on gusset plates. Yeah. Them things fail so fast in a fire. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And now you're getting not even gusset plates. You're getting glued together joists, oh, ceiling yeah. joists. Oh, yeah. Joists. Finger joints. And, yeah, finger joints, um, where everything used to be dovetailed by hand, right? And then, yeah. the, so if you see- Dovetailed and pinned or- Go to a place, and and, go to a place down Tornado Alley. See what happens after a tornado blows through and see whose houses are still standing. Yeah. These little stick-built houses so, they have now are, are So gone. this illusion, illusion that government is the only entity that can do these kind of things it is an illusion. Yes. And, and so um, moving forward, we need to, to rely more and more on the free market. And that means uh, there's going to be a transition – as we get away from it, and there might be like uh, baby steps and falling down. Yeah, we'll bump our butt every uh, once in a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, we'll make dumbass mistakes. You got to. And but Jeff, what about what about the shady individuals that will take advantage of of people? You know, that's the question. Like people will say, "Well, who's going to protect the consumers?" And all of that, the consumers need to protect themselves. Yeah, that's this the is dangerous freedom. Yeah. 
instead of tyrannical security. You need to be a good steward of your own money and spend your money on quality people, quality products. And, um, you know, when your home's being built. investigation and that kind of, if people spend more time, uh, looking at, uh, cars, (laughs) you know, than they do, uh, uh, when their their homes being built, say they contract with a builder to build their home, how much time do you think they actually spend going out there and wa- and looking at the headers over the doors and windows and looking at the gusset plates and looking at you know the drainage of the lot and saying this isn't right? Mm-hmm. You should this you know. It, I I'd use the example that I built uh, a way above the code, mm-hmm. and our our houses in general. Uh, in that neighborhood, were about five thousand dollars higher than the two other builders in there, which is nothing in a thirty-year mortgage. Five thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, uh, you you could point that out to the the uh, people, mm-hmm. and uh, but they'd go for the square footage most right, of them. Right. Right. And, and so we were we were choosing to build the way I wanted to build a high quality house. Mm-hmm. And paying the penalty in not selling as many houses. Sure. And it's because government was there to give the people a security blanket. Right. And they assumed that that security blanket was a good one. So to get us back on track with our original conversation, what we the idea that we've been kicking around and that we want uh, the people listening to – speak to us on and give us some advice and and maybe take part in this conversation, we'll definitely take part in it, is should we start some sort of group within Kershaw County, an official, um, what do they call it, like an ad hoc committee? That's what they like to call it, right? A a committee that would be an official advisement to our county government uh, that where the citizens would meet maybe monthly. Once a month, maybe, you know, to discuss issues that we want, like the ordinances, for instance, you know, uh, what ordinance can we get rid of off the books? Which ordinance is, is actually suppressing liberty instead of serving the people that it's supposed to serve? Um, and then, you know, take our, our committee findings to the council and, and present them and then they can make motions Um um, perhaps, perhaps there's uh, a few county councilmen uh, that would be uh, like that idea that uh, that government's too big and and we can do better than this, mm-hmm. and and would be interested in in putting forth some kind of thing where we form some kind of uh, uh, committee, ad hoc committee, or or. Uh, advisory committee right uh, uh to with a with the idea of uh uh increasing liberty and decreasing government because yes. the two don't it's like oil and water it is right um, um and you know you know to create a mission statement for this ad hoc committee and then uh when when we do a presentation we are then a recognized group Mm-hmm. And we get fifteen minutes of interaction, yeah, and and uh, it, it would carry a little bit more weight uh, for obvious reasons. Yes, um, I think that there's a, a good opportunity with the new council coming in. Uh, we would have a good opportunity to to put something like this in motion and for it to actually be heard. Um, 
we got to get their ear somehow besides the podcast and public comment. Um, well, public involvement and the public and involvement. If, if we look at if we look at the commissions and boards and all currently running in Kershaw County, and there's there's a whole I don't know there's ten of them or something, right? Um, and then you we we look at the makeup of these. Uh, <laughs> it's we, all Camdenites, we, man. We find big government yes, people, absolutely. And uh, I pointed out last night that that. Uh, the people that want to be left alone don't get involved in it. The right. people that that want to that want liberty and freedom are out there practicing liberty and freedom. Yes, and they're not going to government saying, "Government, please build a park or a library or a revolutionary and war park." I think or that's something that, like that is an overwhelming majority of the county. Is like that. Yeah. Don't bother me. I'm not going to bother you. I want to do my thing. The, what What we're saying is there is a minority of 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 big government big status. government status yeah. that are have over the many many decades taken control mm-hmm. and are sucking liberty out in the name of. Beautiful things, right? Clean communities commission or tourism, tourism. or pie in the sky. It's always we're going to help somebody for something. Beautification, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nature's beautiful, and, and, and I always point out that they're too damn lazy to go raise their funds themselves. Absolutely, it's too hard to work. Mm-hmm. They're not free enterprise. Right. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. They're not free enterprise. If they if they were to bring that on the free market. People would reject it. Nobody will. That's what they're afraid of. That is. They're and, afraid of the hard work, mm-hmm. and they're afraid that their idea will get rejected. Yes. So they come to government because government's an easy target. Yeah. And then they don't have to do as much work, and they don't have to convince anybody. And, and they they're don't appointed. Have, they're not yeah. elected. They're appointed, so yeah. they're really untouchable once they're in there. You can't. You redress yeah. any grievances to And them. then you got to be civil. Right. You have to be nice and civil. Yeah. And people like me, and tattoos. And you're and trying to steal my liberty, and I need to be civil. No. No, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, sir. Uh, so, so in order for us to, to – to, liberty to flourish, um, we have to get people involved – and at least this one committee or or uh, group or whatever to start making that concrete and actionable. I agree, and we we we're, we're we've been talking about this. That I think we've been kind of tap dancing around this, trying to figure out what exactly we're going to do. You know, should we get together for lunch with a group of people? Should we have a Facebook group? Should we do this? Um, and really, this is kind of what we've. Landed on. We're, we're narrowing in yeah. on the, the target. What, yeah. What? And because we've seen over the last few weeks what the eyeballs of the public on the county council will do. They'll, they delete stuff off the agenda. They'll go to uh, have a little argument in the back room and come out and actually have a good vote. We have the, the people on the county now. We have some level headed folks on there that will, um, that know. What the will of the people is. Like I said last night in my comments, the county council needs to bend to the will of the people now. This, the, the people have spoken. There was a the mandate. Primaries. There was, there was a, a mandate. mandate. And you need to bend to the will of the people. Because if you keep trying to fight against the will of the people, 
the, it's going to get ugly. We understand. We understand um, that that the nine point six inflation, yeah. which is crazy, it mm-hmm. is twenty percent, uh, uh, is affecting government too. Yes, we understand that. We do. But um, when the economic development line item budget is four point two million, but the emergency preparedness department is eighty three thousand, yeah. there is something. Wrong. You have a $14,000 line in the budget for travel. You know what just happened last week? They had the new council members went to the beach. I think they went to Charleston um, for their training, right? They went down there for their training. Yeah. And I know the the new chair and one – I know for a Russell, fact that – Russell went. Russell went and then um, Brant Tomlinson went. But they all paid out of pocket Julie Burns was down there. Julie Burns went. He had the county pay for his travel, and he also didn't go to any of the classes or any of the meetings. Yeah. What was he doing down there? Um, this is the kind of shit that people need to know about, and they need to hold him accountable for. Yeah. You can guarantee he was just down there rubbing elbows and strategizing. I think he also wanted to listen in on some of the conversations that were being had by the new council members yeah. and maybe try to influence them. But you know that these people that we voted in don't want anything to do with Julian Burns or anything of uh, to do with his agenda. The people, don't, the, the people don't know how the sausage is made. Yeah. You know, and, and – Well, not only do they don't know, they don't want to know. They uh, don't care. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, we've been trained to be that way. Uh, you and I are oddballs in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but there are people out there I, – I, I think one of the silver linings – of the last couple of years is uh, people are saying, what the hell is going on right now? Right. And when there's folks, they're saying, oh, my gosh, the the uh, the temperature, the, the the climate of these meetings, so there's people yelling at these representatives and politicians and they're getting so angry. And so guess a uh, good, good. I'm, I'm glad to see it because people are fed up and they're out there voicing their opinions. And you know who's mostly doing it is the younger generation of people, people my age, 40 years old, 30, 35, younger than me. They're going out and saying, what is this? Bull- Why are we doing this bullshit? It's, they're fighting backs against the baby boomers, really. And I love it. You know I like bashing baby boomers. Too. No, I know. I, know. And, uh, <laughs> I, I identify as yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your huckleberry. Yeah, <laughs> um, that, so – I think it's a good thing. I think that we're, you know, it's better that they hash it out and fight it out in these council chambers than on the streets. Well, look, if we don't do something, well, even if we do, there's a storm coming. Absolutely. And uh, um, it, it, the the national conversation is, give me liberty or give me tyranny. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which one do you want? Right. And. Uh, Tyranny doesn't cost uh, doesn't cost you any time, effort, no. or anything. You just stay you at just, home and watch Dancing with the Stars. You, do, and, you just do whatever the hell they tell you to do. Yep. Um, on the other hand, liberty. It's hard, man. Oh my god, it's scary. Yeah, it's hard. It's not comfortable. Um, but it's well, it's wonderful. It 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 frees you. It frees you up. Yeah. It, it, uh, and it becomes a way of life because liberty, the defense of liberty, has to be a way of life. Yeah. Look at Thomas Paine. Look at uh, Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Look at all these boys that realized 
the encroachment of a little tiny rodent of a man over across the pond mm-hmm. who didn't tax them damn near as much as these fellows around him. Right. <laughs> uh, they decided that life wasn't worth living without it. Yeah, give me liberty or give me death. And they fought all the way to the day they died yep. for more and more of it. Absolutely. Um, That's what we have to do, and it, and it, and it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be a chore. No, it can be fun. It is fun. I, last I, night was enjoyable. It was. It was a good time. I was sick to my stomach at some times because I was so angry. Um, wanting to but the emperor out. has but, no clothes, absolutely. and every time he took them off, I, it night. was funny. Mm-hmm. You know where that phrase comes from? The emperor has no clothes. Back in the, the Greek, they used to take their emperor once a year outside the city wall. Once he leaves the city wall, he is no longer the emperor. So they would take him outside the city wall and strip all his clothes off, take all his jewelry off and everything, and make him feel like a peasant. And this is what it's like to be stripped of everything you own, and this can happen to you like that. Don't ever forget this. Yeah. And once a year, they would do that with the emperor. And um, it kept him, it was a very sobering reminder of, yeah, you're up there as the emperor and ruling and doing all this stuff, but we can snatch it away from you very quickly. We we people really actually need to be thinking. We're losing it. We're losing all the liberties, and it, and it, sometimes and it, I feel and like we've is, lost it, like it's gone. There's no hope. But um, there, there's always there's all as long as there's uh, people speaking. Yes. Nobody's kicking my door in right now and taking us How off to the gulag. How long did it take so for Russia to fall? Long time. This last time. It, it was falling since it started. Yeah. I'll say that. But yeah. I, I was on the James Strong show two weeks ago um, on his podcast as a guest. And I want to thank, give a shout out to the godfather, James Strong. Um, and the conversation we had was, you know, we're talking on the phones right now. Yeah, the government's listening to our phone call. Sure. But they're not sending people to our doors tonight at, at or you know 3 a.m kicking our door in and ro- taking us off to the gulag so we do still have the freedom to speak out against our government and say what we want um we do still have a lot of freedoms but it, the problem is that a lot of people just aren't exercising their freedoms they they they're like yeah we have freedoms they take it for granted they just take like yeah our freedoms their second amendment sure we have the free, you know but but it should be common sense you should you know be should you, we should have common sense gun laws like what what does that mean that's yeah. so subjective we should have common sense first amendment laws you should you can't use the curse of dirty words that's yeah. that's offensive yeah well okay what's well, it might be offensive to you but it's not offensive to me yeah. so what the, where's the line and that and i i think it um the whole point of the conversation with uh, mr strong was um <clears throat> yeah it, it it looks pretty bleak but it is nowhere near, nowhere near as bad as it could be or it will be if we don't do something. Yeah. And the social credit system coming in. Yeah. The uh, the mandatory vaccines, the chip implants. Yeah, or yeah. whatever kind of medical treatment you see that you see tyranny all around you mm-hmm. if you're paying any bit of attention at all. Right. Um. There's even I, corporate tyranny. I challenge you know? people all the time to. Uh, Take a notepad and first thing when you get up in the morning, write down everything that you touch uh, that that has government involvement. 
You're gonna have yeah. a busy morning. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, well, you get you know as soon as you get up, you got to write down your pillow, your mattress. Mm-hmm. Your, you even got uh, a tag on desk, your telephone. <laughs> when your feet you, touch the floor. Yeah, yeah. The tile on your floor, the carpet yeah. on your floor, uh, the water coming out of your shower, the toothbrush, the shaving instrument, uh, everything, mm-hmm. everything. So. Uh, in order for us to, to uh, gain back liberty, it's, it's going to be an inch at a time just the way they took it. Yeah, it's just like we say, you got to open your eyes. You have to recognize that there's a problem first. That's the first first step to fixing Solving anything <laughs> is to actually recognize and admit that there's a problem. And that's what we're going to hope to do with this committee, for lack of a better word. Um, and then you're going to hear a lot more from us in the future about it. Uh, we hope that you would want to join along with us uh if not we're going to find people who want to join in and we'll be fine we're going to keep going uh tonight i'm going to the libertarian party meeting and i'm going to bring this up with them uh even though politically it's kind of a um impotent organization i think that with the the rise of the mises caucus and and actually mises caucus took over the state libertarian party here in south carolina which is a good thing um i think we're gonna uh, be able to make a lot of headway uh with them um all of the local anarchists out there people who don't call themselves anarchists but you are an anarchist by the way you live uh i would ask that you come out of your own little undisclosed locations and maybe take part in the conversation uh and what else? You got anything else to add, Jeff? Well, I mean, uh, I strongly would would encourage uh, council members, current council members, and future future council members to uh, to to join in and uh, something that we can be involved in to give our children and their children more liberty. Um, this is probably the, the most in critical time, the most important time in your life. Yeah. And, in in that, generations. Probably. Yeah. For generations, for yeah. generations. Um, if, if, if you're a councilman and you're listening to this and, you, and, you think that this idea, the idea of gaining back liberty in the county and making the county the freest county in South Carolina mm. uh, is, a, is a good ideal, then, then reach out and, and let's, let's work together for that basic premise and discuss how we can get to there. Yes. Yeah. In the meantime, make sure you check out Jeff Maddox's YouTube page um, at Jeff Maddox, M-A-T-T-O-X. You can see him on – where else? Well, uh, and, uh, Odyssey, Odyssey is uh, uh, poke, poking along. Poke, yeah. Poking along. along. Like I'm poking the bear. Right. Um, um, telegram. I've neglected uh, that uh, – and concentrating on YouTube because mm. YouTube likes to take forever to upload something. Right. But. Um, Telegram, you can get a hold of us at t.me slash swampfox. Uh, I am no longer on Twitter. On Facebook, it's Matthew uh, Matthew yeah Matthew Hutchison. But I am barely on Facebook anymore. I've I've down I've gotten out of all of those group those group discussions. I follow South Carolina Homesteaders, a mushroom identification page. And 
I think that's it. And then I just have friends and family. So you're not going to see a lot from me on Facebook. I will be promoting the show, but that's pretty much it. Um, I think um, we have a great opportunity here in Kershaw County. We have a great opportunity to be leaders in the state and leaders in the nation. Uh, New Hampshire is setting an example that we could follow with the Free State Project. They're doing a good job. Been working for 20 years. 20 years. Let's think long term. Yeah. And that's what we need to do here. We need, we need the Free County Project, not the Free State Project. We'll start at Free County. And I think that New Hampshire could have gotten done a lot faster if they would have started at the county level. Um, instead of being spread out all across the state, but they've done a good job. They stayed at it and it's really, man, New Hampshire. If there, if any state is going to secede from the union first, I bet it'll be New Hampshire. Um, or divorce the nation, I guess. Um, and go back to an independent state. Yeah. I'm an abused spouse. <laughs> yeah. We had definitely had some spousal abuse going on. <laughs> um, so in the meantime, folks, open your eyes. Don't trust the government and don't forget that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Thank you guys. We love you. We'll